Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. Everybody give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. Get your Bibles and let's open our Bibles to the Word of God today. You'll find us in three passages of Scripture. The Lord has pressed upon our hearts to share today. The first one in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. The second one in the book of Malachi chapter number 3. And the final text in Hebrews chapter 13. 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 32 is where we'll begin. And while you're turning there, please know that Refuge Temple opened its doors, but we are in full compliance with the CDC and government guidelines. Our crowd is small, hallelujah, and we are socially distanced. But it's important that the word of God go forth and that people can hear And so to the many people that are watching us now, share it with a friend because the Lord has something to say to you and to us out of the word of God today. 1 Samuel chapter number 17, if you would notice verse number 32. The Bible says, and David said to Saul, let no no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he have defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand. Hallelujah of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Malachi chapter number three, the last book of the Old Testament. Malachi chapter number three. And notice, if you would, verse number six. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. And lastly, Hebrews chapter number 13. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter number 13, and notice verse number 8. Jesus Christ 
the same yesterday and today and forever. Hallelujah. The Lord be our help. I want to talk to you for a few moments from the subject. New situation, same God. New situation, same God. You can be seated. Hallelujah. This is without question a time that we have never seen before. This season, this moment, this period in earth's history is one that none of us who are alive um, have ever witnessed. And so we are in what would very easily be described as drastic, drastic situation, challenging situation. The United States has become the center of the pandemic in that there are more cases now in the U.S. than anywhere else in the world. And hospitals, especially in our hardest hit areas of New York and California, Washington State, now even Detroit, Michigan has had a spike in cases. And with that spike has come a shortage of ventilators and a shortage of um, protective wear for our um, hospital personnel. And I need us to keep praying for those that work in hospitals, that work in medical units, because every day they are risking themselves in order to comfort and care for those that are sick. And the reality of the seriousness of this moment has come to all of us. Um, if, if not, if you're not touched by the sickness, you've been touched by the work at home order, or you've been touched by the fact that you are one of the essential personnel, and many of your colleagues are at home working, or at home working, or just at home. Um, some people are touched by the reality that in this season, um, they can't work. And so there is this shortage of resources. Um, you, it doesn't take much to go to any store and see empty shelves, things that were in abundance. I, I told the folks in Sunday school this morning that I was in um, the um, pharmacy and a lady came in and became distraught because she had watched online and found out online that the store should have had toilet tissue. And when she arrived, there was no tissue. And you would have thought that they, she was saying there was no more air. Come on, somebody. And so the reality of these critical moments has taken hold of us in such a way that everybody ought to be taking this seriously. Hallelujah. I, I, everybody ought to be at a point where you are looking at this for what it is, that we are in a crisis. We are in a dilemma. We are in a worldwide situation that um, may get worse before it gets better. Hallelujah. That may, things may be more scarce and resources may be more scarce and more people may die. And I'm not predicting. I'm just speaking the realities based on the scientific information. But this time also requires that the church be holy. Hallelujah. The church needs to be holy in this time. And, and, and I want to be clear about what I mean as it relates to holy, because oftentimes when we talk about holiness, people think we're going to talk about clothes and where you go and what you do. But there are more ways to be holy than just how you look. Come on, somebody. There are more ways to be holy than just how you present yourself in the public arena. But holiness even is reflected in how you respond to a crisis. 
And so I'm preaching to church members now, I'm preaching to the body of Christ, that our response in this crisis cannot be the same way other people respond. Oh, hallelujah. If we are the people of God, if we are holy, if we are set apart, if we are God's people, then holiness requires that even our response to this pandemic be different from the world's. That's why the moment we just had was so critical because folk are wondering, what in the name of God are y'all dancing about? Because you know what? God is still good. Oh, hallelujah. Even in this situation. God is still worthy even in this situation. Oh God, my, my, my wife has a prophetic gift and the Lord has been speaking to her each morning and before she would go out, she left these notes for me, oh God, that I've been trying to share. And one of the things that she said that I thought was critical was that we've got to be very careful not to blame God for the pandemic. Come on somebody. Oh hallelujah. We've got to be very careful not to blame God. Yes, God is sovereign and yes, God permits it, but God is not the blame for it. If the blame lies anywhere, it's the iniquity that is in the earth. Come on, somebody. It's the iniquity that is in the land, and God is responding to the iniquity in the land. But Satan would have us blame God and be angry with God and stop the worship of God and stop the service of God, but God is always worthy. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody know God is always worthy? Oh, God, no matter what is going on, God whether even if you have to sit in ICU oh God God is still worthy oh hallelujah even if you're waiting for a test God is still worthy even if you're trying to find bread God is still worthy oh somebody open your mouth and give God the glory right now the test of your spiritual integrity is how you respond in a state of crisis what are we going to do in this state? And how I respond has to be based on my knowledge of God. What do I know about God? And how do I use that knowledge in this state of crisis? And there's a lot of things I can say about God, but I'm going to say just three um, for the context of this message. First thing I need to remind us is that God is omnipresent. Oh, hallelujah. What, what's that mean? That means he is everywhere at the same time. Hallelujah. That's why even though I miss the Sunday morning crowd, I miss the people gathering in the house of God, I'm not worried because none of us who know God are cut off from God. Oh, hallelujah. God is as real in your living room right now as he is in the sanctuary of Refuge Temple. God is as real if you're driving or working or somewhere else. God is just that real even now because he is omnipresent. And I, and, and I need to say that the omnipresence of God is even manifested that he is not just the God of the good times. Oh, hallelujah. He's not just the God of good seasons, but God is with us even in this challenging season. What did David say about God? If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, behold thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold thou art there. I came to tell somebody, whether you're in your house, whether you're in 
at work or whether you're on your job or whether you're in the church or whether you're in ICU, there's a God right there with you because he's the omnipresent God. In fact, he shows up greater when there's trouble. I lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in the time of trouble. Oh God, I need to remind you, God is still here and God is still with us. Oh, hallelujah. That's why the church needs to echo louder than ever before that we are still in the presence of God. This, let me just say this, and I'm moving on. This is a pandemic, but it's not the rapture. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Because if it was the rapture, I'd be gone. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And if the church is gone, then God's presence is gone. But as long as the church is in the earth, hallelujah, God is still in the earth. Oh, hallelujah. God is still with us right now. And I need to give comfort to somebody to not be afraid because God is still with us. Secondly, God is omniscient, meaning he knows everything. You know, people are searching for answers and scientists are working around the clock in laboratories trying to find tests, trying to find meds, trying to find different things. But you know what? God already knows how to heal the land. Come on, somebody. God already knows how to heal the land. In fact, God knew this, and, and, and if we had been listening, God would have told us this before it happened. I, I, I watched in amazement a prophetic minister who prophesied about this, because prophecy is not just about cars and houses and boats. Prophecy is about preparation. And I watched a prophet who said, it's coming out of the sea. And this pandemic started in the seafood markets in Wuhan. Come on, somebody. And it spread through the air. It spread as a pandemic, but God knew it was coming. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And even if you didn't have specific knowledge, I believe some of us here felt the urgency of prayer, felt the urgency of getting closer to God, felt the urgency of preparing the church. Even before all this started, we were in consecration. Come on, somebody. Because God was trying to bring us together in fasting and in praying because you got to be prepared for whatever the enemy is going to bring you. But the other point I need to make is God already has the answer to this situation. Oh, hallelujah. Why men are scrambling and why men are doing research and I have no problem with science, but I need the governor to start a prayer meeting. Hallelujah. I need the president to start a prayer meeting so that God can speak what we need to know to do in this season. Oh God, I was moved. I'm going to say this. I'm not politicking, but I was so moved by Governor Cooper because the one thing he set out in his declaration declaration of emergency and in his executive order was that the places of worship had to remain open. Come on somebody. He didn't shut down the church because somebody needs to hear the word. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to know that Jesus Christ is a savior and so what if we have to come ten at a time. There's enough of us to keep the house of God open so we can pray until God sends the answer. Oh hallelujah. Ultimately, I know that God is omnipotent. God is still has power. Anybody believe that? God still has power. 
And that's why, you know, even though because they want us to be urgent, they have given us the numbers of people that have been stricken, hallelujah, with corona. But they have been quiet to some degree about the people who have gotten better. Come on, somebody. And there are people walking out of hospitals right now. Y'all ain't saying nothing with corona. Why? Because God is omnipotent. Dear friend of mine in New York, secretary of my cousin's church, oh, God, came down with corona. Ended up in the hospital. Oh, God, but she posted a text and said, I'm weak and I'm tired, but I'm still here. Come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. She's been in and she's come out and God is healing her body. Now, that's not for us to be casual or careless, but it's to know that God is still in control. There is nothing going on beyond the reach of the God that we serve, beyond the ability of the God that we serve. And so our survival in this season is, and our victory is completely determined by our knowledge of God and our faith in God. So my question to all of you is, what do you know about God? And what do you believe about God? Because it's going to take what you know and what you believe, oh God, to live in this season. I have to expand my knowledge in one critical area, and that is in the fact that God does not change. Now, some people think spontaneity is a great thing to be respected and admired, and it's good to be spontaneous, but, but I don't know how you feel about it, but in this season of my life, I like stable people. Come on, somebody. I like people I can count on. I like people that are the same today that they were yesterday. I like folk that don't change in their attitude because some folk change when life changes. I need some people around me that are not going to change in this season, but most of all, I need a God with me that does not change. Oh, hallelujah, and I need you to rejoice in the fact that you serve a God that does not change. Oh God, we are in a situation that we have never been in before, but we are serving a changeless God. We are serving a God that has remained the same. I came to tell somebody that God has not changed who he is, what he does, how he acts, how he responds. What does that mean to you, preacher? That means if I pray, God will answer prayer. Oh, hallelujah. If I repent, God will forgive my sins. If I turn to him for help, God will show up and help me. If I need deliverance, God is able to deliver me. I need somebody to rejoice right now because the God you serve does not change. Oh, hallelujah. I've been through a lot of changes in my life, but I'm so grateful that God doesn't change. Hallelujah. It's, that's the source of my comfort because, you know, in the midst of all of this, hallelujah, in the midst of all of this, every day, listen to me, I've been able to talk to God and every day God's been able to talk to me. Come on, somebody. Anybody talk to God in the last month? Come on, somebody. Did he still answer you? Oh, God, you ought to be rejoicing. Oh, God. When, when, when I got scared, and can I be real? I got scared by some of this stuff. But every time I went to God in prayer, he told me we were going to be covered. Oh, hallelujah. He said, none of these plagues will come on thee, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. He said to me, look in my word. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive the sin 
again, I will heal the land. I can't tell you who's going to live or who's going to die, but I can tell you out of the word that God is going to heal the land. God's going to heal the land. That's what I know. Let's talk about David, and then we're going to close. David is the critical character in the text in 1 Samuel chapter 17. David, hallelujah, is anointed by God to be king, but at this point he is still a shepherd boy. He is still tending his father's sheep. He is still not risen to the place where God had destined him to be. And David was sent by his father to take food to his elder brothers who were battling the Philistines. And they, David walks up on the battle, and the battle has come to a standstill because they're not fighting anybody. They're standing there watching this large Goliath, man that is reputed by Scripture to be about nine feet tall, to have tremendous armament, to be a tremendously built man, a giant, as it were. And he has challenged, oh God, the army of Israel to fight him. He said, send me your best man. Send me the best one you got. And if I kill him, then you, we, you will become the servants of the Philistines. But if you kill me, then, I, then the Philistines will become the servants of Israel. And everybody is hiding. Everybody is shutter, sheltering in place. Come on, somebody. Because here is this Philistine that has threatened the army of God. And, and, and David got angry. David got angry because he said, why aren't we out here fighting this guy? Why, why isn't somebody doing something? And they said, David, you just came out here to be nosy and to be naughty. And his brothers rebuke him and chasing him and try to send him home. But he tells the king, and when he hears the story, he tells the king, I will go out and fight Goliath. Oh, hallelujah. And I wish the church would stand up and say, the church is going to fight Corona. Oh, hallelujah. No, we're not going laying hands on nobody, but we can stand where we are and pray, oh God, until God brings healing. And I wish the church would come together, not just Refuge Temple, but the entire body of Christ and say, we're going to pray until we pray Corona out of the earth. Oh, Shatama, don't we know we have that power to bind and loose that we can pray? Oh God, somebody needs to say, I'm committed to fasting and praying until God brings deliverance until people are healed until lives are changed I'm committed to pray well Saul looks at him and says David you can't fight this Goliath he's too big he's too strong he's been a warrior all of his life and you're just a child you're just a young person you're just somebody who, hallelujah who fancies himself as being a warrior and David was young but David had a testimony. And, and the Lord said this to me as I was praying. He said, remind the saints of what they already know about me. Oh, God, hallelujah. Because, it, and, and see, here's what's making this so challenging. Because all of us are going through this at the same time. All of us are dealing with corona. All of us are dealing with the shortages. All of us are dealing with the executive orders, oh God, to stay put and to stay in place. But if you would be honest, everybody in here and everybody that's watching has dealt with something in your life. You have dealt with a private struggle. You have dealt with 
of a private battle. You have had your own sickness. You've had your own affliction. You've had trouble here, trouble there. You've had, you've, you've, you've dealt, some of us here have been healed of cancer. Some of us here have been healed of high blood pressure. Some of us here have been healed of all kinds of diseases that folk thought you would never get out of. You need to start going back and review your testimony. That's why tonight Refuge Temple is having testimony service by Zoom because I need us to remind ourselves how great the God that we serve is. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adores him. What a mighty God. Oh, hallelujah that we serve. God didn't give up his power. God didn't give up his dominion. God didn't give up his authority. He is the same God. So David looks back at his testimony and I'll say this to you that is one thing to know the word and everybody should know the word but it's another thing to have your own experience with God. Oh God and everybody that is watching and everybody that's here in the sanctuary you if you would be honest you've had your own experience with God. You've had seasons that were challenging and difficult. Oh God you've had periods where you didn't know what you were going to do or how you were going to make it. But the God that you serve brought you out. Can I get a witness in anybody here know God has brought you out. I've been in trouble but he still brought me out. I've been afflicted but he still brought me out I've been confused but he still brought me out oh God I've been sick but he still brought me out oh God doctors gave me up but he still brought me out it was a few years ago I went to the hospital and I was so sick the doctors put me on the cardiac ward because they expected me to have a heart attack at any moment but I'm so glad that the Lord was with me and he kept my heart beating didn't require any surgery didn't have a heart attack because he is still a healer oh come on shout hallelujah and so David starts to testify to Saul. And David said, your servant kept his father's sheep. And a lion and a bear came into the flock to take one of the sheep. And I caught the lion and I caught the bear. And I killed both of them. Oh, hallelujah. But David didn't take the credit. And I need the church to have the awareness that what God needs now, a humble heart. He does not need the arrogance of saying somehow I made it out. But he needs somebody that has enough faith to say if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, the enemy would have swallowed me up. He needs somebody to be real. They said I almost lost my mind. But it was God that kept my mind. I almost gave up my strength but it was God that kept me alive I almost oh God gave up on everything but it was God that sustained me it was God that kept me it was God that led me it was God that saved me it was God that made a way it was God that opened a door it was God that delivered her. Shout hallelujah. Woo. David said, 
that the same God uh, that delivered me uh, from the lion uh, and the bear uh, will deliver me uh, from the Philistine. Uh, I came to testify uh, that the same God uh, that healed from cancer uh, will heal Corona. Uh, the same God uh, that kept you when you were unemployed uh, will keep three million uh, that are unemployed. Uh, the same God uh, that protected our house uh, at every stage of life. He has not changed. He will not change. I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever. He's the same God. Shout hallelujah. Oh God. The Lord told me to tell the church to pull out your testimony. Pull out what you know about God. Pull out what you know about God. I know you got a Bible, but you got some experience. Pull out what you know about God. And when fear comes up, because everybody's fighting fear. You ain't got to tell the truth, but it is the truth. Everybody's fighting fear because you're dealing with an unseen enemy. Your best friend might have corona. Your coworker might have corona. The person taking your money in the grocery store might have corona. Oh, hallelujah. So you got an unseen enemy. But you know what? I got an unseen God. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. That's standing with me. I can't see him, but I can feel him. I can't see him, but I know he's real. I can't see him, but I know he's with me. I know he's real. I know he's real. And he's the same God. He's the same God. So the same way you reached out to him when you didn't have money to buy groceries, reach out to him now. Same way you sought him when your child was sick, seek him now. Same way you prayed when the doctors gave you a bad report. Anoint yourself and pray over yourself now. Oh, katanama sitanama. The same way you were afraid about those test results, anoint yourself and pray right now. We sincerely hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336 5703664 again that's 3365703664 you can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com again that's www.refugetemplenc.com Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552, Burlington, N.C. 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552, Burlington, N.C. 27215. Or email us, info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info 
at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you, and until next time, shalom, shalom. <laughs>